Hello and welcome to the 13th episode of the Spotlight Podcast, the unofficial podcast for Century 21 sales representatives in Canada, where we discuss the hot topics and important news in the real estate industry. So I'm your host, Linus Killius, and with me, as always, is Aaron Richardson. Hello. Aaron is a broker and general manager with Century 21 Heritage Group. Aaron has an extensive background in online marketing, technology, and customer service. And I'm the head of business development at the real estate marketing company, Homania. So we've had a great couple of guests over the past couple of weeks. Joanne Evans from Century 21 Millennium and Chioko Kikino, Vice President of Marketing at Century 21 Corporate. It's going to be tough this week as Aaron and I are going to have to try and hold the fort on our own. So Aaron, are you up to the task? Absolutely. <laughs> That's good to hear. So this week's show, we're going to be talking about the ongoing drive in the real estate industry towards creating a paperless office. Fax machines, filing cabinets, stacks and stacks of paper. These are all quickly being replaced by emails, PDFs, scanners, and online storage. Technology is enabling us to allow for quicker and more efficient workflows, easier and more universal access to documents, essentially making our lives easier and more efficient. The only problem is that policies of local real estate boards, provincial and national real estate associations, and, and others are taking time to catch up to the technology to make a truly paperless office possible. So today's show, we're going to look into the challenges of going paperless, what we can do to further this goal, and the common pitfalls and obstacles agents and management are likely to encounter along the way. So Aaron, you're a big advocate of going paperless. So why don't we start by having you tell us why you think that this is the way of the future? Um, well, listen, I'm a technology person. So when I say advocacy, I'm, 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 a, I'm an advocate for progressive technology. Um, meaning it's going to, it's, if it's going to change, you know, let's, let's figure it out. Let's look at it, adopt it, look at solutions and uh, see how it can uh, save us either time or money. I mean, that's essentially what we're looking for in real estate, uh, these days is, you know, get more efficient, uh, in terms of the time that we have every day and, uh, hopefully, uh, make some more money because of that and, or spend some more time with your family. That's always nice too. So for sure. So how would you start about going going paperless? I'm not sure if is this something that's very common in the marketplace. Like, are, do most agents try and go paperless these days, or is there still a large segment of the real sales representative population that's still you know using pen and paper wherever they can because it's what they're comfortable yeah. with? You know, I, and I think the term yeah, going paperless is uh, is has been used for a, for a while now, and it's the eventual maybe. Uh, eventuality of the of the industry in terms of where we want to go and, and and companies talk about going paperless you know and I don't jump I don't tend to jump that quick into saying okay I'm gonna be paperless you know I'm looking at solutions that uh, maybe isn't about being paperless but but be more efficient so obviously pa uh, printing off a piece of paper having to sign it put it back in and scan it put it into an email and send it off can uh, can be a bit daunting so I'd, I'd rather you know, obviously get uh, something digital, sign something digital, send it back to them digital, and that's it. Not have to worry about uh, printing it off and, you know, faded copies and not being able to read it and all this sort of stuff. So um, really going paperless um, may not be a reality in the next five years. It may not even be a reality in the next 10 years, going completely paperless. But these solutions are going to start happening where, you know, you're going to evolve into uh, going from touching a piece of paper 10 times to maybe just having to touch it once or twice or something. So, 
Yeah, well, I remember going over um, our purchase agreements and stuff for my home, and by the end of it, like the number of times, like you said, it's been faxed back and forth, things have been crossed off, initialed, signed here and there. You can barely read the original anymore. So having that electronic copy to send back and forth, I guess even just there is a big advantage. You don't have to worry about that degradation over the faxing over and over again. Yeah, um, exactly. But yeah, I, I, like like I like you said, I'm sure it's pretty much impossible to go perfectly paperless. That's more just like the idealistic goal at the end of yeah. the day. This is, I guess, more about the efficiency and just making things easier. Um, so, but there's there's probably a lot of agents that just rely on having like those older technologies like faxes, papers, pens, you know. Um, so is this something that is truly more efficient too? Because like if it's something you're comfortable with, like why, if it ain't broke, why fix it, I guess? Like why, what, would sure. your, what would your message be to anyone who's, who's maybe making, considering doing this move, but, but hasn't yet? Well, even the, even the agent that uh, is pushing against it saying, listen, you know what, I'm on old fashioned, I'm not going to learn the new technology. Um, even when speaking to those agents, um, I can convince them, I'm pretty sure most agents um, that there is a need for at certain times when it's impossible to print something to use technology to solve the issue and they're going, wow, that was quick. Why haven't I done this before? So even if we can ease them into the maybe solving some of the solutions where there is no solution, um, you know, you're going to get some of the agents to say, okay, well, I'll, I'd use that, of course. You know, and an example of that would be, you know, um, one piece of paper, let's say it's a waiver um, that's sent to you and your client's right there and it's, you know, they've sent it over by email and they say, oh, I got to find a, a printer. We don't have a printer. All the offices are closed. What are we going to do? Um, if they click on an app, open it up in an app, say, you know, Mr. Buyer, why don't you just, you know, write your signature here, use your finger, you know, and just write out your signature and then save it and then send it back and it's done in two minutes. And uh, that could solve a big problem. So that actually leads me to my first big question I had when we were starting to talk about this is let's say you have a waiver or some document for your, your client to sign and you're not present with the client. You said you can, you can just get them to open an app or something, but I mean, they might not have the app installed on their phone or sure. tablet or whatever. So what do you do in that case? Because everyone's got a pen. So, yeah. and most people would have email and a printer too. So in that case, you, you think it'd almost be easier just to send it to them via email, say print it off, you know, scan it, send it back to me. Those are more likely things that they have. Of course, I mean, apps are pretty easily accessible, but uh, people might not be comfortable using them too, especially if it's, you know, say like an elderly person who's not as comfortable with technology or something too. Um, like what, what would you do in those cases? Um, there is solutions for that as well. Now, and this gets into a little bit of a segue, the difference between an electronic signature and a digital signature. And um, I, I think the majority of people are not quite understanding the difference between those two technologies and especially are using them uh, maybe in the wrong context a lot of times. You know, am I signing this digitally or am I signing this electronically? And there's a difference. So think about electronic signatures as um, the same as a regular signature, just doing electronic means. So an electronic signature, um, UPS comes to your front door and says sign here on a, on a tablet. And will you know, it creates your signature at the top. So that's an electronic signature. It's your signature. It's just not pen to paper. It's a stylus to, to a tablet or finger to, you know, the, an iPad or whatnot. So you're creating still a signature, right? And then the, uh, the electron or so the digital signature um, is created digitally where you don't have the access to, let's use, like you said, a phone, a tablet or something like that. 
And it's a program that takes some information uh, about your computer, your location, um, and depending on the technology, uh, some are more secure than others. Um, they will actually develop, uh, all you have to do really is uh, click on, this is my signature, I agree that this is my signature, put it into the document, and then it's going to take an IP address of your, your computer and put it into a document called a certificate. And uh, that means, and that's now legal. So instead of putting um, your actual signature down, you're just essentially putting a footprint or a little, you know, click uh, of a mouse, and all of a sudden it's it's signing that document uh, digitally, and it's creating those uh, IP addresses and those unique IDs for that signature. Okay, so those those are two fairly different. But I mean, I guess they accomplish the same thing. They they prove yeah. that you you're agreeing to whatever the terms are. Um, so what what's the difference? Like, is there a difference legally or any other sort of ramifications, or is it just two ways of accomplishing the same task? There's going to be different answers on that, and I'm going to refer to the fact I'm not a, I'm not a lawyer for a small. <laughs> But uh, under, uh, from my research and, and speaking to people with a different technology, um, the, the ideas and what I've come to realize is if you take a piece of, uh, or you take a pen and a piece of paper and make your signature down uh, or write your signature down and then you're in front of a court or something, they're going to say, well, prove that that's your signature or somebody have to prove it's not your signature. How do you prove it? Well, you still, you know, you, you get signature, you got people that, and maybe are experts in detecting is that his real signature and stuff like that. You know, that's about the only way of really proving that that was a signature. Well, it's the same thing when it comes to digital signatures and the same thing when it comes to electronic signatures. So the question is, is, is a digital signature, you know, that's not pen to paper, you're not pen to paper, it's not your actual signature, even more secure. And, uh, and most people would agree that it probably uh, is more secure. You know, if you still... Um, if, if you need a passcode as well as a, um, a, you know, the document, the certificate shows that it was on your computer, it was signed at this time, at this location, there's a lot more proof that, uh, that no, that was you that signed that. There's a lot more um, forensic evidence, you'll call it, that, uh, that that was a legal signature. So it could actually be more uh, secure. For sure. Well, I guess the, one of the questions too is is how policies of, of real estate boards or or how do these hold up in in court or any sort of situation like a legal situation too? Because a lot of times you, it may be easier to have that burden of proof or whatever because you have this you know multiple kinds of ways of validating and that that person was present when they created this signature, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to hold up. Um, in court because maybe the, the, the laws or the policies or whatever it is of different uh, bodies that are looking over the document haven't um, caught up with the technology too. So is this an ongoing problem? Because it certainly seems like it. Whenever I, talk, whenever I hear about uh, electronic signatures, it seems to be that, that just the policies haven't quite caught up with the technology as well. Yeah. I'm sure back whenever date 17, whatever, or 16, or I don't know what date they switched over from seals to signatures. Um, uh, the same question was asked, well, how do we, how do we tell that, you know, the signature over a seal, a seal's more, you know, secure. And that was the old wax ring that you'd stamp and you'd only have that seal. And so there'd be no way of copying it. And of course, you know, there, I'm sure there's ways of copying that. And there's a way of copying signatures and there's a way of hacking into your computer and signing something electronically or digitally. So, you know, there's just 100% foolproof. Um, but I know it's passed enough um, testing, uh, would it, whether it be through the United States or whether it be through uh, other provinces in Canada, to, to it got to the point where in Ontario we are allowed to sign now agreement of purchase and sales in those fashions. 
So, you know, I don't think it's 100%. I don't think anybody's going to say it is. It's always arguable whether or not it was you signing anything. So, I mean, that's, I know it's not much of an answer, but. <laughs> oh, well, hey, like you said, you, you may not be a lawyer, but you're certainly giving a lawyer answer. That's for sure. Just skirting <laughs> around the issue. Um, well, I mean, going back to origi my original question, it kind of made a sidetrack here. Um, yeah. So if, if you do have a client that you want to sign this and you're not there, uh, do you just get them to download the app or like what, what do you do in that case? Yeah. Is it, do they make it easy? Right. So um, now with um, and there's lots of apps and lots of programs out there that will allow you to do either an electronic signature or a digital signature. So the solutions are there. You choose which one. The nice thing about uh, being uh, specific to real estate is there's uh, companies that are specific uh, to real estate for the signature process. And and that allows us to do a little more just with the signatures. And one of the biggest features is, of course, um, being able to send it to your client over their computer and they open it up in their email and they don't need to have the software. They don't need to do anything. It's all web-based programming where it just opens as long as they're connected to the internet, it'll open up a page that says, you know, Aaron Richardson would like you to sign this sheet. Here's the, and they point exactly where they want you to sign it. Um, and then you'll go click. Yeah, I agree. And then it's signed. It's that easy. It's a, it's a, anybody can open an email. Well, Let's just say people can open an email <laughs> and uh, click on a, on a, yeah, I accept this. And yes, I sign it. And, and then it'll say, thank you very much. And you don't even have to email them back in a lot of cases. The software, as soon as you sign it, automatically gives a notification to the person that sent it to and anybody that's party to the agreement. So the other agent and everything and says, hey, by the way, this person just signed this. Here's the certificate. Here's all the proof. It's actually pretty, pretty amazing. The yeah. Technology. Ironically, it creates, so I guess, what we call a paper trail, <laughs> even, though, <laughs> yeah. even though it isn't. Uh, so that, that's nice because you do have access to it. I guess this does lead into probably the next discussion topic about this, too, is um, is this secure transfer? Like, where do you keep all these documents, too, to make sure that you can access them? And, like, is that is that an issue, too? Like, you need to make sure that, I guess, these are st stored securely somewhere because they are important legal documents as well. I'm assuming a lot of this yeah. involves probably end-to-end -end encryption as well to make sure that the, these can't be sniffed along the way. I mean, I'm not sure if you could, if you could talk to that uh, effect, but even just, like, where do you store these documents once you have the final versions of them? Do you just store them yeah. in the app, or is there, like, some sort of cloud storage solution? Um, putting them on your hard drive. I imagine you probably have to keep copy records of these copies for, for a certain period of time after, say, like a purchase of sale or something. Like where, where would you keep these documents, and what, what, what's the best way to store them? Yeah, so that's a big question, and uh, we as an organization uh, with uh, with our brokerage uh, are, are looking at options for to become you know hopefully paperless in the end, but to, to provide a solution to the agents uh, when it comes to electronic signatures, digital signatures. So um, we've looked at a few different companies, and you've got one company saying, listen, um, just so you know, our information is stored in servers in Canada. Um, our competitions are stored in servers in the U.S., and they throw in a little legal thing about uh, access of information if servers are in, uh, in another country. And so um, we still have to do enough due diligence, and I would suggest anybody to, from a corp corporation standpoint, um, 
to look into the legal validity of documents that maybe are sort. It's not the legal validity as much as it is is access to the the documents. If if there was a court order from uh, Canada to release, let's say, a certificate with containing uh, you know the signature information, if it's stored in a U.S.-based server, do they have the jurisdiction to demand? that piece of paper be released you know i don't know and and this is sort of the questions that have started to come up the one thing i do know is that the companies that are out there that um korea is sort of canadian real estate association um has uh, looked into and i'm hope hopefully vetted as well and um are some of the top i guess market leaders in this area and if you go with the market leaders you you tend to reduce some liability there because they tend to be doing it the right way i'm not saying that uh that they are. I'm just, you know, something to look into to make sure before you do maybe, you know, take on one solution. So, yeah, for sure. Um, I guess the, the other thing I'm wondering as well is what about uh, any sort of other software that, that you're using on a daily basis, like accounting software or, or anything that you use to make manage transactions in the office? Do these yeah. interface very well with like, a, like can you store them there or have the documents stored there somehow too? Has, the, has this legacy software that's probably been ingrained in the real estate industry for many, many years caught up with the idea of paperless transactions too? Or, is, or do you find that's a, a Yeah, it's a great one? question. It's a great question because um, the solutions that we as realtors look at, and let's talk about the three that are currently out there with the Canadian Real Estate Association um, and web forms, because uh, that's a you know a form of us uh, being able to uh, produce a, an offer or waiver or whatnot. And there's some good connectivity with these three um, programs. Now, two of them I've used and I've done the de demo and we've had in and all the rest of it. Uh, the third one I haven't. Um, so there's uh, DocuSign which I would say is probably, and again, don't quote me, but probably the uh, market leader. They say they are, they've got 75% of the market, but uh, unaudited numbers, we'll call it. Then we've got uh, Authentisign, which is also another very, very popular one, and then Fall Tours. And I've used Authentisign and DocuSign, both very functional, and both of them have something called, you know, it's a transaction room. So we as realtors on the front end would use DocuSign or Authentisign to have and send, um, I guess, these uh, forms back and forth by email and having signatures done and everything's certificates are created. Everything's great there. Um, but if the company that we work for has the back end software, which is a transaction room, then everybody talks and including your administration and everybody keeps a hard copy or not a hard, well, yeah, I can't say a hard copy, um, a digital copy of everything. And, uh, and everybody's communicating back and forth of what's signed, when it's signed, and it creates a little uh, transaction within the room that anybody can access and uh, certain restrictions are given to the different accesses. And obviously, if it's your uh, uh, client, they can't make you know, changes to it. So yes, uh, these uh, Authentisign, both Authentisign as well as I'm sure Fall Tours as well, but uh, DocuSign Authentisign are both capable of having a full solution for a brokerage and the agent. So from a brokerage standpoint, then I guess that's a good place to start if you're looking at trying to implement these kinds of things. It doesn't sound like you've got that central repository. Uh, is it very expensive or is it cost effective? It sounds like it, it makes life a lot easier in terms of keeping track of that paper trail. Um, but I imagine usually business solutions aren't necessarily cheap too. Do, do no. You well, and it's, you know, listen, anything is people are, you know, obviously looking to, uh, have a business to, to, to make money. So, um, these, these solutions, um, I'll give you an example. So if you have a brokerage of 500 agents, uh, the solution from the companies like DocuSign and Authentisign would be, we'll buy a whole package for all 500 agents and we'll charge you, you know, X amount of dollars, which 
ends up add, adding up to a quite a large number, like a quite quite a large, uh, like fifty thousand dollars for, you know, or sixty or thirty or forty thousand dollars a year in order to get your whole company to buy into a paperless solution. Um, for my uh, my opinion on this is that not all five hundred agents are going to use this. Right, you've got agents that will push back and push back, and in fact, there will be a small percentage of agents that really do want to use it uh, on an ongoing basis. So, I still think it should be, or probably would be, an agent per agent basis, whether or not they buy into the program. And then, um, but I think a brokerage has to be aware and has to have eventually a solution on the back end in order to start going paperless and keeping track, because it is it's more efficient, it's more secure. There's a lot of advantages to having. Uh, everything stored um, electronically, and uh, and communicating back with the agent as as well. So, so I guess again, we're doing amazing segues here, but this works yeah. well into like from the brokerage management standpoint. Yeah. Is this the place to start? Is it? Do you get some sort of central repository uh, software like this where you can have that back and forth with the agents? Like, how do you implement um, the beginning of a paperless office? I guess. Uh, yeah. From a from a brokerage standpoint, like it sounds like there's quite a lot to it. There's you know maybe software you have to license. There's the the training of agents to get them to understand that this is like you know the, the way that we'd like to go forward in the future and, and show them mm-hmm. that it is more efficient. Because uh, at the end of the day, I guess from a brokerage standpoint, you want to offer services that make your agents' lives easier, but also you know reduce your costs at the end of the day and make yeah. your efficiency better. So. Uh, what, what's the best way to say implement this? Like assuming that you haven't implemented uh, any sort of paperless office, or maybe you've got this kind of like patchwork solutions, but like to yeah. get this kind of master plan, what's the best way to go forward with that? Uh, do your research. Make sure that you uh, and and um, do it very slowly and carefully. In this case, like I mean, the reality is with the first year that this came into effect in terms of being able to go uh, with a digital signature, electronic signature for the agreement of purchase and sale. Uh, you know, that's when the, there's a big buzz about going paperless and all these solutions came up. Um, and there's a lot of companies that are trying to get into the marketplace. So you kind of kind of see and see where the dust settles and see who's leading the industry. Because if you make a decision, if we had made a decision a year ago, we'd be sitting here going this year going, well, that wasn't very good. You know, that didn't work out great. We didn't get anybody, you know, we're spending money and we're not getting anybody using it or, or, you know, the system wasn't working properly. Ever buy a, a, a very, the very first model of a car? In the first year, you got to work out the bugs. So don't buy the first model that came, you know, the first year model of a car because, you know, third, third year, fourth year, they got fi- everything figured out. So I'm not saying that uh, you have to be super slow on it. Just do your research, do your, um, um, you know, investigations. Look at what you're using now and see how, and if you like what you're using now, see how you can integrate. So um, Lone Wolf Systems, for example, on the back end, Broker Wolf, I'd say majority of the companies are using either that or a quick office solutions or something. But um, like Broker Wolf, they had something called Loading Docs and uh, that was their solution. And it's it's come a long way from where they started. So maybe that's the solution is to go with the same company that is doing uh, what you're doing already. Or do you come up with a third part, third party solution that sort of talks with you know, the lone wolf system so that there is some good syncing and, and connectivity between the two. Um, and uh, currently they're going through growing pains with that. So as a brokerage, do you really want to go through growing pains with them or do you want to sort of wait and see what happens? Right. I've seen a couple brokerages in the area say they're, you know, paperless now. Um, and, uh, and they've gone on with a certain, you know, brand or a certain company. Um, and they're not one of the top ones. And I'm, I'd be a little concerned about that. Is is it hard to switch though? Like if I mean, oh, it, it would be, I would think. 
one of the questions we asked, you know, some of these companies is, where do you store the information? How long? Is there a backup? Can we back up if uh, we, let's say we have a power failure and everything goes, you know, we need to, or do, you know, we need a, an, old, an old version of something, or let's say we leave you, you know, do, can we download all our content? Can we move it over to another system? Um, and then when you're moving systems, you know, if you've got 500 agents, let's say you even have 100 agents, to move somebody to a new city, everybody knows that it's difficult. You know, people don't like change, you know, and it's difficult when you're running a business and you're, you know, um, you need everything to run smoothly as a real estate agent. And then somebody says, oh, by the way, we're changing our platform. You're going, whoa, wait a second. I have a listing presentation tomorrow and three buying, you know, three offers. I, get, I can't, can't be messing around with technology right now. So, yeah, it's, you know, do your due diligence so that you have the correct solution so you don't have to make the change two years from now. I would think it's a big, big thing. Yeah, well. Sure, hope that it, that any solution that anyone would pick would be easily offloaded uh, from whatever the platform you're using is to either another platform or so you can like create those hard copies so you have something. There, there'd be nothing worse than being locked into a platform and, and just having that data in a way that you can't take it out of that kind of ecosystem. I guess from a business standpoint, maybe these these uh, companies are creating these software that maybe they probably like having you locked in, but it is an important flexibility to have because I guess you never know what might happen to these companies and the software in the future too. Mm-hmm. So um, I guess we can start going into the final segment, the app of the week, unless you have anything else to, to I, Well, on. what I'd like to do is be a good segue again. Um, <laughs> now, the question is, because I think what, I, what I've done there is I've kind of basically said, listen, everybody hold back and, you know, stand back and wait, you know. And I didn't, I don't want to say wait. I want to say do your due diligence from a brokerage standpoint to come up with a full solution for everybody. But in terms of the individual agent, um, there are certain progressive things that you can look at doing. And you'll say, I'll try this and then go from there. First of all, both AuthentiSign and DocuSign, which is two industry leaders, have demos. So go on to web forms. Um, and in, within the web form system, uh, over on the right-hand side, I think it's uh, the tab is called extras or um, uh, add-ons or some, something something about other services or something like that. Anyway, click on there. There are solutions there and it says, you know, would you like a free demo? And you get 30-day trials on these things. So you can um, try signing things through them, sending it back and forth, see how you like the two systems. They're actually very good user-friendly. So um, you could try that. Um, if you don't want to sign up right away to a, like a $30 a month solution or a, whatever they're, they're charging, um, you can always try it, and this is what I did for many years: is going into the app of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Little segue. Yeah. Um, is try a solution that is not necessarily real estate based, and that would be getting an app that does electronic signatures for you or digital signatures as well. So um, there are uh, programs for the computer as well as just for your phone. I like to play around on the phone, so I'll just download an app, and uh, what that allows me to do is just me personally save some time. So when I get things I have to sign, I tell people to email me. I'll click on the PDF file that's been emailed and I'll open it in that app. The app that this week I'm going to suggest you try is PDF Expert. And I think it, when we looked up, it was called PDF Expert 5. And I happen to have that. And I think $13.99 on the App Store. And that's a one-time fee, which is nice. It's cheap. You get to try it out. Um, within that app, you can bring up your PDF file you can sort of zoom in on it and then just hold down your finger and it'll say, would you like, to, what would you like to do with this? You'd like to, and it'll say signature. Um, for the first time, it'll say, would you like 
to put your signature in there and you say, yeah, I would, you know, so you do your signature and then you hit save. Every single time you go in there, now your signature is saved, so you really don't have to sign it again personally. Or would you like a customer signature? So oh, I like a customer signature. So customer signature, obviously, you're going to sign every time. You know, just hand it over and they can sign it right on your, right on your phone. Um, and then you, um, the only thing, the only suggestion I have with this app is to make sure I always save it as a flattened copy. They don't do a good job of explaining what the difference of the three different uh, choices they give you. So when you save it save it as a flattened copy that means the signature will be saved along with the file and then you can email it or save it or do whatever you want with it so that's a good solution just for a and i use it for a an electronic signature not digital so this is actually my signature and i can sign documents all day long on the go up at the cottage out fishing all the rest of it which i plan to be doing this weekend so. so it's PDF Expert 5. I'm sure there's quite a few other ones. It uh, looks like PDF Expert 5 is uh, available for iOS, and you can also get it for, for your Mac OS as well, so for your for your MacBook, if you have a MacBook on hand. Uh, the, the MacBook version is a bit more expensive. I believe it was $90 when we checked it out, um, but yeah. that does give you one for your laptop as well. Um, yeah, anything else to say about that, Aaron? No, I, I, just, I, I think some pe people should have fun with it. And I've got a couple of managers here in, uh, at, at our company that uh, uh, finally, you know, they're, they're some are old school. They like the paper. They don't like the technology, but they now have it. So because signing things, they're like, oh, wow, there are those people that goes, wow, that saved me an extra, you know, trip to the office while I'm, you know, up at the cottage or something like that. It just makes a big difference. Oh, for sure. And it seems like something you can, you can try out if you're, even if you're not quite convinced yet. And it sounds yeah. like from what you're saying is once you try, you kind of get hooked. Uh, and sure. it does make things easier. Like there's nothing better than being able to sit back, like you said, at the cottage and, and just do something like this on your phone. It makes everyone's quality of life quite a bit higher. Yes. All right. So if you like the show, subscribe to our show on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you find your podcasts online. And please don't forget to leave us a five-star review on those sites. You can watch this and past shows at spotlight.center21.ca slash podcast. If you need to reach us, you can email us anytime at podcast at homania.com. That's podcast at H-O-M as in Mary, E-A-M as in Nancy, I-A.com. So this podcast was brought to you by the Spotlight Marketing Program, an exclusive marketing package available only to Center 21 agents in Canada. Spotlight provides agents with a comprehensive internet marketing strategy for their listings. We provide high-quality HDR photography, stunning HD video tours, a cutting-edge responsive website, and an extensive advertising system that will help sell your listings faster, sell them for more money, impress your clients, and generate leads. So find out why so many top agents are using Spotlight by visiting spotlight.century21.ca today. Thanks for watching. Have a great week.